The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. And we bid you a great hello on this day here on Afternoons with Mike, heard across the Shepherd Radio Network and with me today in the studio. I'm so excited about this, a new uh, guest for us. A first-time guest, Chris Cook, is the center director for an organization that is called Dedicated Senior Medical Center. And uh, he is a believer in the Lord that um, gets to work for this organization, and he's going to be telling us all about his story, as as well as the organization itself and what they do, how they reach out, the focus of their work, all of that is ahead. So with all of that as an introduction, Chris Cook, welcome, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. I know that uh, you are part of a local church in the Orlando area called Grace Church. Before we even get into that, tell us a little bit about your background, uh, and we'll work our way up to how you came to know the Lord. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, I was born in Houston, Texas. Don't remember anything about it because I moved to uh, New Jersey. My father was a hotelier, worked with uh, Bill Marriott. Um, so we ended up back in Orlando um, at a very young age. Um, I would say I uh, wouldn't say I was too far from the Lord, um, but I was walking my own path all the way until, oh gosh, my later years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say uh, over the last 12 years, I started having my own businesses. Um, I uh, How old were you when you moved to Florida? Oh gosh, I would have been... Uh, I would have say seven or eight years old. Okay, so most of your growing up memories are going to be in Central Florida, entirely Orlando, yeah. Florida. Yeah. yeah, wow, it's changed. It's cre- It's incredible, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my father opened up the airport Marriott uh, in Orlando. Um, he also uh, we moved to Seminole County a little bit later, where he opened up the Daytona Beach Marriott. So if anybody remembers MTV Spring Breaks back in the day, that okay. was uh, his hotel, sure. and so. Um, you know, very astute businessman. I, I've always tried to, he was definitely my mentor and continues to be my mentor as far as, you know, where I'd like to see my, my life go. He's very, just a very smart, astute gentleman. Um, and you know, I, I, as I got into sales, uh, I, I just gravitated towards the ability to interact with individuals. Uh, I'm kind of a ham. I, I joke around a lot, um, develop relationships with people and just very, became very passionate about sales. And, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, through that career path, I had an opportunity to start my own business. Um, it's a large wireless dealership uh, for not retail, but for more business to business. And Did your dad want you to stay in the whole hospitality industry? No, no. He, you know, I would really appreciate it. He let me do what I, what I want to mm-hmm, do. I had an affinity okay. for music at a young age and he supported that. Uh, I, I, I kind of joke with people. I went to MIT. I went to Musicians Institute of Technology <laughs> in, in Hollywood, California. Now, this <clears throat> we have to just take a pause on this because you've worked with some of the finest guitar players in the world, and you yet yeah, you're not a guitarist yourself. You're not a player, but you were involved in recording, right? Yeah, I started off DJing in Orlando, Florida. Fell in love with it, um, and realized that was I was DJing other people's music, and I'd love to have the ability to do my own. And now, would this be the kind of DJ that does uh, parties as opposed to radio, right? Um, yeah, well, even more like clubs. You know, back yeah. in the day, uh-huh. we call them raves. You know, back oh, in yeah. the day in Orlando, it was a big thing. Electronic music, and yeah. so I had a affinity to, to really kind of create my own and, and with the technology of MIDI and stuff you could do, you could start to 
you know, create your own beats and own music. And so I just fell in love with it. I wanted to do that. And so at the time I was driving a Toyota Supra I sold. I uh, went to uh, Mars Music, bought my own studio. Oh my, my goodness, my, yeah. My one bedroom apartment and uh, just uh, loved it. And so I realized very quickly, I, not only did I love that, but I really want to take a next step. And so I had a decision to maybe do full sale here in Orlando or well, I figured Hollywood is where, is where it's at. So I picked up and I moved to Hollywood, California. Wow. And so to your point, Mike, I did work with uh, amazing guitar players, um, but I, not closely. I just got to observe these, these individuals, uh, primarily Steve Vai. I worked out of his studio. And for those listening that know anything about you know guitar, right. I imagine that name probably rings a bell to them. One of the <laughs> very, very best uh, rock guitar player, kind of metal. He does all of that. I mean, he can play so many different styles, but he is uh, considered by guitar players one of the best, one of the best ever. And I got, I had the uh, the opportunity to hear him in person, standing as close, well, really as close as I am to you right now, uh, at Ace Music. And so our Orlando people will remember that right on Kennedy and 1792. Ace Music was for many musicians in Orlando, the stop place that you had to go to. I mean, this would be before the day of thoroughbred and then sam ash and you mentioned mars music was was yeah, that came yeah. around in orlando back then but in that day i got to go and he made a personal visit and there was probably what 30 or 40 of us standing around uh, can you imagine being that close and, and you can because you've been <laughs> in the same room with him you've had conversations with him this guy is, he's an amazing guitar player. Yeah. You know, again, if I, I think if I went out there uh, to be a, a guitar player, I, I probably would have taken more advantage. But to me, just, I knew of people telling me he was a, a great guitar player. Uh, just a really nice guy. Uh, yeah. You know, he's, a, he's a, he has bees. His house is three-story house, the Hollywood Hills where a studio is. And he cultivates bees and honey. And it was just a really interesting <laughs> guy. But, um, but yes, he is a phenomenal gar- guitar player. And, uh, um, so I, I enjoyed that, that experience. I had no idea just how big he was because he's just a humble guy. And, and yeah. then I realized very quickly as I started doing some internet searching and saw all the albums and things on the wall that this guy is uh, the real deal. Yeah. So if any of our listeners want to check him out as a guitar player, it's Vi, I think it's V-A-I. I, I believe. believe it is. Yeah. Steve Vi. And you can go to YouTube and like you can for any other purpose and see some and listen to some really great music right there. He is super. So you spent some time out in L.A. How long were you out there? Just a little over a year. Uh, it was like the running joke of uh, what's the difference between a musician and a large pizza? A large pizza feeds a family of four, right? So I, I could see I could see the future. I've never heard yeah. that. So I wasn't even a musician, but it became very evident that it's uh, expensive to live in Hollywood. Yes. A lot of luck involved. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, I moved I moved back to uh, Orlando. Not uh not crushed or devastated, but just the realization it set in is like, okay, maybe there's something else in, in my life that uh, yeah. I'm going to be drawn to. And funny enough, uh, a friend of mine I went to high school with, his father was very successful. I just recently sold his business to a Fortune 500 company. And he said, you know, Cook, I, I remember you. You could talk. You like to talk. I tell you what, you come in and if you don't pick up, he's a Southern guy. So that's where that Southern draw is coming from. <laughs> you, you, you come in and I'll talk to you. And so I went in and uh, I really had no idea what his business was, but he had me fill out about a hundred questionnaire test, which I, I found out later was an aptitude test. And mm-hmm. uh, he called me up a week later and invited me in. He said, cook, I'll tell you what, son, I've never seen scores like this. And you're going to be in sales. You're going to be a successful salesperson. And he hired me on the spot. 
I still had no idea what I was selling. Isn't it crazy how those kind of tests, they have the, they zero in. They really have the ability to kind of cut through oh, all, yeah. the, all the other stuff that you, and maybe could be hidden in an interview. They or, had me to a T. Yeah. It was scary. It's, it was that's scary. crazy how that works. But, uh, but yeah, so he hired me in the spot. I remember he gave me the base salary. It was, I was you know, young. I was excited. I was like, that sounds great. And so I came in, I, and I felt like I was going to be selling insurance. Um, but day one, he came in and threw an apartment guide on the on the desk, which in Orlando, if you're not familiar, it looks like the size of a Bible, technically. Mm. I mean, it's, it's thick. And he said, I want you to call all these apartment communities. And essentially what the organization did is they were just the cutting edge on background checks for apartment communities, oh, credit okay. checks, yeah. eviction checks. Right. And they had taken it to where they made it instantaneous online. And so I was an inside sales rep and I was scheduling appointments for outside sales reps and got the taste of what, you know, what you could do in sales commissions. And, uh, and, and, and that was the rest was history. You know, I, I got the bug for sales and, mm -hmm. uh, that, that took me through my career. I actually, uh, I took a promotion, my first promotion in my life. And I moved to Nashville, Tennessee as a, as an exec, um, regional sales executive for the organization. And then like any young person, uh, who, who just didn't quite have the real world experience yet, I got fired, uh, because I mouthed off to my, my boss at the time who I trained. And so I learned uh, the humble pie. And so that was I, the side of knowing how to talk that wasn't as helpful. Then, that's right? correct. That's a good call. Out. Absolutely. <laughs> so I found myself back in Orlando, Florida and uh, uh, reconnected. I went to high school with my wife. I went to middle school with her and we reconnected on classmates. And so I uh, got engaged, realized, OK, um, you know, time to, to get serious about about mm -hmm. life. And uh, I think at the time. I was a sales manager for what felt like kind of a boiler room aspect, just dialing for dollars, didn't like it, and uh, was fortunate enough to land a job that was the director of business development for a flooring company uh, that did uh, tile and grout restorations, which was really interesting. Found myself doing uh, demos in front of men's journals and commercial buildings. It was you know, hard work, but um, great opportunity. And then the recession hit, the real big recession hit. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, our, our big clients were healthcare and government and government was, was toast at that point because of it. So I found myself without a job again, but my, uh, my youngest newborn was just born, uh, Delana is her name. And I got six months of quality time with my, my newborn child while my, my wife was out doing her thing. And so, um, you know, I, I went out to the workforce and found out like, this is really bad. It's different. It's, mm -hmm. I can't just walk in any job. And so I, I accepted a, a job, which in, in hindsight, it's just comical. Uh, it was a outside sales rep for a, a, basically a retail location for an indirect dealer of Sprint, uh, the cellular company, right? And uh, I just felt like there's these devices in people's hands that seem to be gravitating their attention. And uh, if I go in there and did it right, uh, maybe there's an opportunity. And lo and behold, it, it did. I was able to take that organization and, and kind of grow it with the uh, the owner and to, from one location to nine locations. I learned the business very well all while kind of getting the dangling of, hey, you're going to have an opportunity to be a part owner of this business. I'm going to give you some equity in this. And then when that conversation came down to it, there wasn't much sweat equity that was given. So I was you know, put in a situation where I had to make a tough decision to step out on my own. And fortunately, Sprint was able to give me my own business dealership mm -hmm. for them. And that was groundbreaking because it was, uh, it was just financially the impact it had for me and my family was incredible. Um, but in hindsight, I wasn't spending the money very wisely. And that's the big crescendo, Mike. That kind of leads me to where I, I really uh, was saved, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I, uh, a Japanese company came and bought Soft, uh, bought Sprint called SoftBank, and they uh, they terminated my contract, and I lost everything. Was dropped on my head. Had to you know let let go of my team. Um, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. And, so and you've gone through several of these downtimes that would be discouraging to most people, but you've 
You're a fighter, man. You, you, you've hung in there. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. So this would be the one that, you know, without God, without, without being saved, I wouldn't see myself getting back up for this. And luckily, um, <clears throat> I had some people in my life that were on the peripheral. Mm-hmm. Um, and one gentleman comes to me. He's an elder of my church and was just, you know, I was just texting him uh, yesterday, thanking him again for mm-hmm. it. And I, I try not to get too emotional, but it's, it's, it's tough, too, because it really was yeah. bad. Was when bad. you're at the bottom like that, and then there's somebody coming around that has hope, you, you cling to that. You go yeah. for that. Yeah, he was a guy that uh, just recently met. He bought me a Bible uh, three weeks before and had his wife reach out to mine. I apologize. He didn't want to be awkward, but he wasn't awkward at all. He was just a genuine guy. I didn't realize who had such a strong relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And, and um, when, uh, when, when I hit the bottom, he was the one I called. And I went to church that day, and he spent three hours with me at a, at a restaurant the next day as I poured out you know, tears and just hit the rock bottom. And he kind of said, uh, you know, Chris, it seems like you've been trying to do things your way for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, why, not, why not give something a try? And he do, prayed with do me. Do it differently. Yeah, he prayed with me right there. He, he said, I'm going to close you right now. And he did. He did. It, it changed my life. So, um, you know, turn, turn to the Lord. Uh, I gave everything to the Lord. So started attending church regularly, got in the Word regularly, religiously, you know, in the Word every morning. And all of a sudden, things just started to turn. Uh, it wasn't uh, as stressed. Uh, the anxiety wasn't there. I'll share this candidly with you. It, it's, it's, it sounds terrible to say, but I, I think it's important for perspective. And I was just having this conversation with uh, a relative and I said, you know, I would never, ever, ever take my own life. Never. It doesn't cross my mind. But in that moment, I could almost understand how other individuals Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. That's how bad it got, you know, it's just perspective. And so when I I look back at that, that, that game changer of of turning my life over to to Jesus and just going like, man, in, in a short period of time, my life rapidly changed and it could, it could never have been done no matter how tough of a fighter I am. That is so encouraging, I know, to people who would be listening right now, Chris, and who might be in their walk just exactly where you are, because you are. You're a fighter, and I think that tendency for self-sufficiency is in a lot of us, a lot of men, for a fact, that we think that if we just try harder, work work smarter, uh, get up a little earlier, uh, just work more tirelessly, we're going to make it. We're going to pull up our own selves by our bootstraps, as my dad used to say, and, and go. There comes a point in time where you can't do it. No. And, no. and uh, God allows us to come to those breaking points. And that's what happened to you. No, 100%. You know, it's uh, Pastor Mike, my uh, pastor at Grace, was at a great uh, service um, this weekend. And it was, it, I've talked about it before. We've talked about it before about stages in life where, you know, a lot of times you feel like, you know, basically you're, you're kind of getting torn down. And that's God tearing you down to a certain extent to prepare you. Yeah for those next steps in life to, to, to be, become the person you're going to need to be so you can actually sustain it. And I look back at that and go, that was that moment, right? It was that, that, you know, feeling like I hit rock bottom kind of feeling, mm-hmm. but perspective because the people that were true, true friends and, and family, um, were, were there. And so I could look at that and go, okay, those, those are, those are my people. Right? Yeah. They're, they're, on my, they're on my, on my side. The power of community uh, is is so important, not just for believers, but especially for new believers that are coming in. I mean, that's where it's really hard to understate how important it is for us to realize that when somebody brand new is walking in in our midst, they may be just like what you were. There may be broken people who really don't see the way that we think it would be so easy for them to see as yeah. believers. I think that's that's a very common problem that we think, well, everyone is like what I think. 
and how I think. No, no, that's not true. They are there in need, and they need someone to show them the way. That's the essence of discipleship, sure. and that's the essence of what that man did for you. Yeah, and it's the accountability piece too, right? It's it's um, you know, when you when you hear liberal and conservative, you hear politics, but there's a, there's a piece about um the the empathy on the on the liberal side where it's like you want to empathize with people and you you need a lot of that but you also need more of the the accountability which is the the hey you got here but let's you have to change mm-hmm. some behaviors and that was the piece that I I respected immensely from him it, it was because he came from a place of love first right mm-hmm. and then it was like okay but I'm not going to leave you on the hook where you can just continue on the path and we had the accountability conversation as well and I think as believers and as Christians, that's I, I see that I think biggest room for improvement opportunity for us, right? Is is to start with the empathy uh, and the love, and then and then have a conversation around changes and and accountability. You know, so many people they they start with the empathy and love, and they they leave it in that. They're right, always right. afraid to take that next uh, step and to really help that person by realizing I got to be honest with you, my friend. You know, you can't continue to do what you're doing. If you don't have that chat to go along with the empathy and love, then you don't have a, a well-rounded picture. Of, yeah. Because while it's true that the following Jesus is free, I mean, we, we come, it's freely we've received. Uh, we, are, we are also going to be spending the rest of our life. It's going to cost us the rest of our life. And if we don't know that, yeah. and if we think, well, this is great. I get a free ticket. I get freedom and I never have to worry about, no, we need, we're, we've got to be called to reach other people. Freely you've received, freely give. And so that aspect's got to be caught. I mean, it's not all just roses here. That's, and to me, that's the real love, right? And the love for, for individuals that want to see you change and mm-hmm. make the better decisions rather than empower someone in, in that bubble, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, letting them stay in that place. You can love them all day and have empathy, yeah. but if we can't, steer them and guide them um, and give them truth, right? And yeah. Give them the real feedback. Then, then I think love falls short to a certain extent yeah. on that. Yeah. It can get into this thing called greasy grace and we want to avoid that. I'm, I know that we'll never, and we can never earn our salvation. That's for a fact, but friends, just being real, uh, being a believer, it, it, there is that aspect of accountability that we need to have. And we need to be walking after because God's a holy God and we, we want to serve him. My guest today is Chris Cook. We're going to finish this, uh, this little part of our discussion when we get back from this break. And then we'll go into what Chris does with this exciting outreach called Dedicated Senior Medical Center. I'll be right back. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Welcome back. My guest in the studio today is Chris Cook. He is the Center Director for dedicated senior medical center. You know, at the end of the segment, before we hit a, up against the break, you and I were talking about the fact that the role that people play in our life when you become a believer, and this is happening to you now as an adult. You're already married. You've got children. It's like you. I, I like the way you said it. You had knowledge of God when you were growing up, and you weren't necessarily 
far off the path, but the truth of it is you still didn't have that relationship with the Lord. 100%. That, yeah, yeah. That, that you now have. And, and so when a guy like that comes in, I think there's this tendency that a lot of people, those of us that have been believers for years, and we see somebody brand new, there's that tendency that we can assume that that person is going to be just like what we were, a believer for many, many years. And here you came in, and you, you were not a believer. You came in as a nice guy, a guy that knew how to talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a guy that had seen some successes and some difficult times, but was really an, a, a really nice guy. But I so appreciate about the guy that was discipling you, that he realized what was really important. And what is really important for Chris is that he did not know the Lord and he needed to know the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I look back and uh, as I mentioned, I, I was just texting him yesterday, thanking him again because it was that kind of that incredible, right? Because I'm um, in turn as a as a believer and as a Christian, I'm in turn pouring into people that I care about that I feel like might be a little off the path wow. as well. And so uh, he's he's uh, he's shepherded a lot of people in Orlando. He's 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 just a unique guy, um, incredible. I'm really appreciative. And just to uh, be, finish this out, uh, giving a shout out to your church. It's Orlando Grace, uh, Grace, uh, Grace Orlando, Grace yeah. Orlando. Yeah. I had that backwards. Uh, and Mike Atkins is the, the lead pastor there. Correct. Correct. He's in, incredible. Um, the entire staff, all, all leadership there, but, but pastor Mike is an amazing teacher. And you've been there since 18, since 18 baptized in 2019, um, which I'm, was really excited my family was there so yeah incredible wow and now your kids are getting to grow up in a family of believers and i mean that's something regardless of how old they are when that happened the impact is going to be huge on their lives absolutely uh, i was talking to my brother yesterday about that and I, I look back i've got two of my my kids are old when they they weren't so much immersed in the church it was my youngest that's i think reaping the most benefits from this but I look back and I go, no, no, actually all, all the kids are. Um, yeah. My wife is. They're getting a better version of me entirely. Wow. You know, this is Thanksgiving week and families are going to be gathered around tables in a unique way on Thursday, whether it's for lunch or whether it's for dinner. They're going to be gathering around there. And most of the times people are going to be remembering to give thanks for what they have in their families. I know your kids will be able to do that in a very special way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a it's it's a great time. Uh, we uh we've got a big family. My wife's side, um, she's from originally from Puerto Rico. Her her family's far far larger than than my side my <laughs> my side of the family. But it's a it's a great time. It's a great time to be thankful and and perspective. It's always perspective. Um, you know, currently at the moment where my wife has an, an incredible opportunity that's opened up through the grace of God, and it just kind of fell in her lap. And then we look back in time, and uh, when she was when her and I were maybe not in the best place, and she went out and got a job and that job as she's been there for gosh, five, six years. And that job has turned into where now she's going to be able to own a franchise of the job she was working on. And we just look back of how amazing God has been through our lives. And, and it's just, it's hard to put in perspective yeah. when I tell people like just from being at rock bottom, yeah, rock bottom in a short period of time, there's nothing else that explains it, but just God. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's all God. It's That's like, tremendous, yeah. man. And God bless you and your family. It, it's so exciting to hear that and to, and to realize that when we wait upon the Lord and trust him, he's going to help us through. And it looks different and not everybody's going to have the same path that another person has, but God's faithful to us all. 
and he's going to see us through. 100%. I love that. Now, did you, at that point, you weren't yet into the field that you're working in now, right? No. So uh, going back to when I lost everything with uh, the business, my own business, um, it was, gosh, this would have been just the tail end of that. So it's the height of COVID. Well, so it's June, 2020. Wow. About, about four months previous to that, um, a friend of mine from high school uh, reached out to me and said his father works for an organization, which is Chin Med, a uh, company mm-hmm. I'm with now. And uh, he thought he might be the sales manager for a new Orlando market that was opening up and he was in Lakeland. And so <clears throat> I spent some time talking to him and I said, Chris, this is a pretty amazing organization. And he, and he told me what the organization was about. Um, and which I'll reveal here shortly, but, um, I was going to go down to, to Lakeland to kind of shadow a, a sales rep. And, um, that's when basically COVID hit. And so I was on the sidelines for, for quite some time. Well, fast forward to June, 2020, when I reached out to him, he said, no, I'm, I'm not coming to Orlando, but I could still get you in to this organization. I think as an, as an introdu- introduction and an interview. And I did, and, and I took the job. And so, um, I started as a membership growth consultant. And so, uh, chin med is a large primary care doctor's office. Well, the brand that I represent here in Orlando is called dedicated senior medical center. It's absolutely incredible. So it's a faith-based organization that is uh, laser focused on serving the neediest populations, uh, via primary care doctor's offices, um, here in Orlando to put it in perspective, we've got centers in uh, Pine Hills area, Orange Blossom trail, South Goldenrod. Mm-hmm. Winter Park Aloma just opened up today, which we're excited about. And then we have one over here off of Lee Road. And these are very large medical centers. Um, when I say very large, it's hard to put in words until people see it. But we're anchored next to the Walmart here off of Lee Road to give you a perspective. 23 exam rooms. But this organization is unique in the sense that we have primary care doctor's offices. But in there also has things like x-ray or medication rooms, right? We provide transportation um, uh, complimentary for our patients that need it. Um, we have specialists, cardiology, you know, podiatry in our centers. We really have everything there in one location. And mm-hmm. that's because this organization has flipped the script, if you will, of, of the way that healthcare is provided. Um, now, uh, with that, you know, we know that healthcare is on everyone's mind in this day and age, regardless of your income, regardless of really where you live. I mean, it's one of those things we were all promised back in 08, back in that time when things, well, things kind of went crashing down and we were promised, uh, you know, it's funny, they used to use the term free healthcare back then. And we, you know, those of us that knew that there's no such thing as a free lunch, much less free healthcare. Well, but we were still given this idea of an affordable care act. And, you know, I know we found personally that, that that was not too affordable. Yeah. And so so when we now fast forward to what you're doing, you're reaching out into these vulnerable areas. Uh, what? How is it that you're making this one-stop shop of all of these wonderful services? How is that working? Yeah, I, I think you go back to uh, you know any successful entrepreneur, you ask them the why behind their business. And yeah. I think that for me, what really resonated with me, the why behind Chin Med is uh, our founder, Dr. James Chin, uh, gosh, 35 plus years ago was given a terminal diagnosis and uh, diagnosis of two months to live. Wow. And he did what you and I would probably do, which is he called his sons, which are actually also doctors in, and his wife and his family, his closest ones near to go through the process of trying to fight this. And that's a pretty scary thing to, to hear. But from a doctor perspective, he started to enter the healthcare system and realized just how broken it was. You had doctors that weren't communicating to, to, with each other. You had one doctor that said, come back in four weeks after giving a, a two-month diagnosis. Well, 
luckily he was able to call in a lot of favors with his, his sons and they were able to, to, to really drill down and find the diagnosis and they found out it was a misdiagnosis. Isn't that something? Yeah. A, a terminal yeah. diagnosis that is wrong. That is wrong. And oh, so my he's, still, goodness. he's still with us today. Oh, and wow. uh, it's a game changer in the sense of, wow, okay, he woke, I woke him up to say, There's, this is a broken system. Yeah. And so we I start with the why because that immediately bleeds over to how we're, we're really executing this and doing it well. The other thing is, you know, we have Medicare, right? And so these are really great Medicare Advantage plans that a lot of, of our seniors are on that has $0 co-pays, right, for them to come see their primary care doctor. Well, you have doctors that are running the organization, right? And so they know how to deliver care. Well, we had to build some intentionality behind things, right? So if you and I, tell me if this sounds familiar, and I've, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of patients at this point, and I say, why they might want to come to dedicate And I said, tell me this sounds familiar. I won't speak for, for you, Mike, but just tell mm-hmm. me this sounds familiar. Patients tell me that they show up earlier on time for their, their doctor's appointment, and they wait about 45 minutes in a welcome area. And they get taken back to an exam room where they wait another 15 minutes for usually a medical assistant to come in and take some vitals and things like that, small talk. Mm-hmm. They leave, they wait another 10 or 15 minutes for that knock on the door for a, a doctor to come in and spend about five minutes with them. Uh, maybe give them a prescription, tell them they need to go to LabCorp request to go get some blood work done. And that's a miserable experience, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, can we just be candid? So uh, the intentionality behind uh, Chen Med and Dedicated Senior Medical Center is to, as a round VIP service, um, and we really mean, mean that, um, it's in our culture. So we have to make it enjoyable and pleasant for our patients to come see us. And if we do that, guess what our doctors can do? They can actually take really good care of our patients. Mm-hmm. And so um, our wait times are typically less than 10 minutes. They come in, they're, they're ruined with their doctor. They get 20 minutes with their doctor every single appointment. Their first appointment, they actually get 40 minutes with their doctor. Wow. Our doctors, um, if you think back to the way primary care was, was performed a long time ago, where the doctor knew the entire family, our doctors have no more than 450 patients. And to put that in perspective, from an industry perspective, doctors have thousands of patients sometimes on their panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our doctors have 450 so they're able to get to know every patient very, very well. They actually give their own personal cell phone numbers to their patient, which is kind of unheard of. Yeah, that is unheard of. Yeah, so so that's the piece is making it enjoyable, VIP service that our patients come in. Um, and if we do that well and we do, then our, our doctors are able to pour into our patients and really treat them. And lastly, the secret sauce is we see our patients at least once a month. Um, so we can detect high-risk diseases at a very quick rate. So if we can have a patient come in and spend about 30 minutes with their doctor once a month and walk out with a clean bill of health, we can deliver better patient outcomes. And so that's really what makes us unique uh, comparatively to um, a fee-for-service world, which is you and I, Mike, we could go see a doctor. Um, and whether we get better or not, the doctors pay through the insurance company, mm-hmm. no matter what. We're a value-based care model. So we're incentivized for patient outcomes. We perform better financially, if our patients are healthier, who would have thought of that? Isn't that a crazy concept to say, okay, if your patients are sicker, then maybe you shouldn't be rewarded for that versus if your patients are healthier, then we are rewarded for that. Right. And so you, as a patient, have a team around you, a care team that's literally focused on delivering a better outcome for you and keeping you out of the hospital. Um, and that is our end all be all is, is to focus on keeping our patients out of the hospital. Now you mentioned that you you're laser focused on this group, the underserved and, and those maybe of lower income. Are there limitations or are there standards that you, uh, let's say, could not be seen by a dedicated senior medical center if your income is at a certain level? No, no, absolutely not. So the only time someone wouldn't be able to see us is wouldn't, and it doesn't really happen in Orlando because we have so many great insurance payer plans that we, we accept. 
Um, but that would be the only area where you wouldn't be able to be seen by us is if you had an insurance plan that we didn't accept. In Orlando, we take them all <laughs> as far as Medicare Advantage plans. So there is no um, like um, gap or reason why you couldn't be a patient. So anybody, regardless of where they live and regardless of their income, they could come to a dedicated. Yeah, and they and they do. It's it's amazing. So we provide uh, complimentary transportation for anyone ten to twelve miles around a center. Mm-hmm. But we inevitably have some patients that just love what we do, and they'll they're outside fifteen minutes. They'll drive a little bit further to come see us. Now, obviously, our goal is uh, from a growth perspective is to to get to all those uh, communities so that we have a center close by. Yeah, but you're not a- just building like one ever enlarged, ever growing, uh, taking up more property, one single space. You're not doing that. You're actually going out into the different communities. 100%, 100%. So we opened our first centers in uh, 2020, which would have been a Hiawassee lo- uh, location, was uh, October of 2020. East Orlando Goldenrod was uh, uh, November, I believe, and then Orange Blossom Trail December. We'll have more centers. Our goal is to get into every community that we can possibly get into because I think we can agree is there's just so many underserved communities out there that don't have proper representation from a primary care doctor's office. And the way we go about doing that's very unique as well as, as Chin Med and Dedicated is this is the job I started with was, was so rewarding for me and still is, is we have membership growth consultants. These are individuals that first and foremost are to go out in these communities to serve. Mm-hmm. But wow, you get paid just to go out and serve. And so they go out and we, I was with uh, doing food pantries, right? Plugged into churches. Um, and by doing that, they get to meet seniors and, and, and introduce them to dedicate, invite them to come in to see a center. And Mike, eight out of 10 seniors that come through our doors just by looking at the center and realizing what they have access to uh, want to become patients before they really understand what it is we do because they're, they're that beautiful, they're that incredible. I've had patients cry um, that just before they even became a patient wow. just by touring this saying, I yeah. didn't realize I have access yeah. to something like this. Well, I think a lot of people are feeling the the kind of notion that there isn't such a place like that anymore with this mess that we have in America today in healthcare. It's yeah. a mess. It is a, it's a big mess. We, uh, we talk about uh, rescuing seniors and yeah. you know, that's what we call it um, because there's a, a fee for service world that we're really changing behaviors, I'd say at, at Chen Med and Dedicate in the sense of because of kind of what I talked about, they're, these patients, they're, they're, they're miserable experiences when they go to the doctor. Sometimes it's a half-day affair for some of these patients that don't have transportation in these communities, right? And right. so we have to be laser-focused on educating them that they have something like this. They can, they can call us. They can walk in when they're a patient of ours anytime. If they're not feeling well, don't wait. Call us. Come in. We'll send a transportation to, to come get you to get you to see your doctor. 85% of what people might go to the hospital for, we can do in our centers, our primary care doctors. Isn't well, that so? Yeah. Right? Third leading cause of death for seniors is going to the hospital. It's kind of scary, right? It's where all the disease is going. That would be true in 2020 for a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was sad. Yep. Dealing with doctors that don't know anything yeah. about you. So we want to make sure we make it as easy and accessible for them to come see their doctor as possible. Um, Orlando and the enterprise is, is, is growing rapidly because we have so many seniors here. Um, but and my wife would attest to this, I can tell you that I've cried more times in this organization in 15 years of marriage and Mike Kennelly, they've been mostly happy tears. Um, mm-hmm. I've had patients just share with me their, their life stories. Um, and I'll be kind of, I'll share one quick story with you that still kind of gets me every single time is I was at our orange blossom trail location. I was, uh, uh, seven 30 in the morning, a lady, we opened at seven 30 to, to 5 PM at our centers on Monday through Friday. And then a patient came in at seven 30 on the, on the dot. I looked her up. Her appointment wasn't until 9.50, but we made sure we got her in, took care of her. 
And we also do these little team standups at 8, 10 every morning, right? So the entire center staff is there and um, it's about that time and I'm getting ready to walk back and this, this young lady at the front just finished her appointment. She says, sir, I, gotta, I just want to tell you guys are incredible with what you're doing here. And I, I said, I appreciate that. And I was kind of walking away, but she gave me this look like, no, you don't, you don't understand. And she said, you don't understand. And so I, I leaned in a little bit Paused, and, yeah. and she was going to let me understand. And, and she proceeded to tell me that she couldn't get sick. And I said, oh, you know, I'm trying to track. And she said, no, you don't understand. My, my son has cancer, right? He's at home right now. He's actually sleeping. I couldn't wait. I had to come see you guys now because I, I got to be there for him. I, and, and she's telling me this, Mike, and the tears are coming down. And now my waterworks are coming. And so I'm just laser focused and watching this woman share this very intimate details with me. And she shared a lot. And I, I was so appreciative of that. And I walked, I walked back to, to try to make the stand up and, uh, and I was crying and visibly. And my, my boss at the time said, look at cook guys, he's crying. And he wasn't mocking me. It yeah. was like saying, look what we get to do here. Wow. Right. And it was, it was just incredible. That's an amazing story. The compassion is clear. Chris Cook is the director, the center director for Dedicated Senior Medical Center. We'll be back with him with some questions about the future coming up in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike right here on The Shepherd. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed independent insurance agent today. Call 407-965-4166 now or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Here we are again already at segment three. Chris Cook, the center director for Dedicated Senior Medical Center, and that is a ChenMed company. They really work hard and they provide a wonderful service aiming at those seniors that are underserved, especially they put up these wonderful centers that Chris has been uh, kind of describing to us. They're full service centers with by that. I mean, they've got doctors of different types of uh, specialties. They have all of the abilities for lab tests, x-ray uh, all of that is there at these places. And you mentioned one's just opening up, right? Yeah, today, actually, uh, Winter Park uh, over there at Loma area. So we're very excited about that one. That one's uh, been slightly delayed. This thing I've heard about sl- supply chain issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard I've heard about that. <laughs> but, uh, but we're very excited to have that center open up. So uh, we have five here in Orlando now. So a question that came to my mind back when you were talking about uh, describing all of the different centers and how many doctors that you have in, in, in them, uh, one question comes to the mind that I've heard with the medical, kind of like the broad sense of medical world, there are a lot of people choosing not to become doctors or, or maybe uh, there's been a, a less amount of students going into the medical profession because of all of the different problems that are happening out there. What do you see happening with your kind of staffing 
at these medical centers. Are you experiencing any of that? Yeah, so I think everybody from the results of COVID um, felt the, the depletion of, of workforce across, across the board. Um, but, but luckily, we've seen, a, we've, we've seen a turn for us. We've actually had very healthy recruiting um, of PCPs specifically, uh, as well as Ecotex uh, for, for dedicated. Uh, I think that's largely comprised because of our, our, our model, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our doctors have, um, you know, there's doctors out there that are spread pretty thin. Uh, our doctors, I go back to the, they only have 450 patients each. So they have the work-life balance that comes along with working at, at dedicated, right? So they're able to, to come in and really pour into their patients. But other than that, they're, they're not spread too thin. We, we've got a very organized schedule for them. Um, but I think moving forward, it's going to come down to, it'll be interesting to see how much the telehealth component is going to, to play into it for, for doctors. Um, I think for us, we, we have telehealth abilities, but we're still very much laser focused on in person, right? The more that a patient and it can seems actually, just like that is so much better. It, it is. It's better for, for us to actually detect and manage high risk diseases, right? Mm-hmm. There's only so much we can do over the phone. And so I think, uh, you know, outside of ChinMed and Dedicated, you'll probably see a lot of doctor's offices going more. And you probably already have, at Candidly, if you've gotten COVID, I'm sure you probably have already had a telehealth visit at this point. I've had that. Yeah, yeah I had COVID back in the end of 20, and, and that was no fun at all, No, man. no. I, I, I thought I was uh, undefeated until about two months ago when I finally got it. And uh, uh, not a pleasant experience, but I, but Candidly, you know, telehealth just to get a prescription so that I could get better. Um, and so... I think future-wise that you'll see more and more organizations that will be looking for more telehealth abilities. Um, but that's just outside of what it is we do because, you know, seniors, uh, especially in the populations we serve, we have to get our hands on them mm-hmm. um, to actually be able to detect and manage high-risk disease and actually get better outcomes. You mentioned the young lady or the lady, I'm not sure how old she was, that was so grateful because she had a son that was fighting a very serious illness himself and she had to be there for him. But when you have the kind of service that you're describing, not only would I think patients be knocking on your door, like I want to be a part of this, I would think the doctors, because so many doctors that I'm aware of, they feel overworked. Uh, Many of them have to see over a hundred patients a day. It's like you mentioned that five minute thing. I mean, sometimes it's less than that. They're in, boom, boom, they're in, they got to make it fast. And sometimes it just takes that extra it's time. It's exhausting. And yeah, that's the feedback that we hear from a lot of our providers is kind of the kind of the work-life balance, but even the work side of it is it's, we've got some great operators. So uh, our, our business, our uh, centers are, are have center directors um, and they have medical directors and that's a, we call them a dyad model. So we have our, our doctors and our center directors work together and uh, these center directors really focus on the scheduling aspect of it so that for our, the sanity of our doctors, mm-hmm. they can do what they do so so well, right? Mm-hmm. And if you talk to a lot of doctors out there that are also operating a business, that's a lot to do both, right? To manage your practice as well as see patients. And so what we've done is just separated the two entirely and said, medical directors and PCPs, you love on our patients, right? Take care of our patients, deliver the best quality care and let our operators handle the operation piece from the scheduling to uh, anything else. Staffing. And just for us to know, PCP is primary care physician. Yeah, primary care physician, absolutely. Right, right. Yeah, we have plenty of acronyms over at ChinMed, so <laughs> I fall on that. <laughs> I just wanted to be sure that everyone understood uh, that we were talking about primary care. And that's a term that uh, was developed over the last couple of decades. It's really an important thing. It's the It is the doctor who really cares for everything from a common cold to something more serious than that, yeah. at least in the entry level before you send them off 
to a specialist or whatever. Right. Yeah. They're, they're your quarterback, if you will. Yeah. They, they know everything about you. And that's, uh, again, kind of what makes us unique as well is even on the referral side to specialist, our, our primary care doctors really own that. So they will make the decisions on what specialists you need to see. I go back to that, the comment I made about changing behaviors. There's many seniors out, there's many patients out there that, that have their scheduled visits once a, once a year because it's programmed in their mind that that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a fee for service role. That's just the kaching, if you will, of the, the doctor, that specialist seeing you saying you're okay. At Dedicated, we have specialists in-house if you need to be seen, but our primary care doctors know everything about you. So you might not need to go see this specialist and why would you if you don't need to, right? So they really drive that. But if you do see a specialist, we're very unique in those specialists understand our model. And so we have a, a care coordinator, part of your own individual care team, that will schedule that appointment for our, our patients, the kind of a concierge. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, and this is a missing piece for a lot of um, practices out there, is after our patients go to that, that appointment with a specialist, they call and get all the notes from that specialist back to your primary care doctor. Because your primary care doctor needs to know everything that's going on. And I give didn't you that know that kind of yeah. service was even still available. Yeah, yeah. That's the concierge service that you, wow. you kind of get with us. And it's, if you think about it, if you're the primary care doctor and, and there's great specialists out there and they're trying to drive to an outcome, but they don't realize maybe this patient is doing something else, you as the primary care doctor can communicate with that specialist saying, I see what you're trying to accomplish, but what you're not aware of is this, this, and this. So they can collaborate to get the best outcome, right? You know, I think in the, in an older time, a uh, long time ago, advocates like that that would be doing work with patients and about patients' cases away from the actual office visit would have been more commonplace. I don't think we see that in a lot of doctors' offices today. You have to be your own healthcare advocate, so to speak. I right? love the fact that you said advocate because that's a word that we use internally with with, with dedicated. We are advocates. So, so much so, you know, we're, we're alerted if one of our patients immediately is in the hospital, we get alerted immediately. And our primary care doctors and staff will work diligently to find out, do our patients need to be there? Or is it something we need to get them out of the hospital to our centers Mm. so that the primary care doctor, the doctor that knows about the patient can immediately begin to work on whatever the the issue is. Mm. Right. So we're always fighting for our patients, especially the ones that are in the hospital that might not need to be there. Cause again, I go back, we're changing behaviors, right? Right. if the natural inclination is if something's wrong, I'm going to go walk, walk into an ER. Well, now they have the ability to call their doctor's cell phone and say, I'm feeling something weird. The doctor can talk and say, that doesn't sound good. We want to send an ambulance or you need to go to the emergency room. Or they can say, oh, I know what that is. I'm going to send an uh, Uber or Lyft to come get you. We're going to bring you to our center and I'm going to take care of whatever you're, you're wow. going to be taken care of. That sounds almost too good to be true. And I think a lot of people are going like, well, does that really happen like that? But it does. It really does. It's That's incredible to crazy. see. It's incredible to see. And it's easy to see why you'd be excited about it. I love it. I'll, I'll retire with this organization. We are we are doing God's work. I'll, I've uh, met center directors that that look at their centers individually as a ministry. Um, it's it's incredible with, with the work that we're doing. Uh-huh. Um, and, and to see patients come in maybe with a big bag of prescriptions on their first appointment or maybe on a walker and two, three, four months later, see that windled down to two or three prescriptions or a little pep in their step. And Mike, I can tell you, I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I've had uh, voicemails where I'm listening and it's a patient thanking me for their first appointment on a Friday at 530. And I sit next to my wife going, you can't tell me that there's there's other organizations like this where a patient is calling me 
to thank me for getting them a first appointment with their new doctor. Well, hearing something like this about the medical world is very refreshing because I don't think I've heard anything that would even come close to this kind of description about where they work. And, you know, you're working in a time uh, when you look at this, Chris, you're looking at a, a, a nation that has been so in some ways racked and savaged by COVID and, and then the government, the the role the government played in, in uh, the the management of the COVID thing is, is quite suspect. And you, you, you think about uh, the medicines that seemingly would be available to really do a good job of treating COVID. And yet those things were seen out of the blue curtailed. And uh, where did they go? Where, where, where did the monoclonal, uh, medicines go and why were they stopped? Though those are the things that I hear constantly, and I think they're fair, fair questions to be asking. Oh, I I think there needs to be lots of questions, right? Uh, we can only get better and, and learn from this. And I think a lot of people, I think everybody was scratching their heads on a lot of things, right? Uh, what I was most excited about, truth be told, Mike, is during the COVID pandemic, um, we were still seeing patients. We had patients that came to dedicated because they, their doctors were not letting them come in. And I understood the fear, but our model, we, we just kept the doors open. Wow. We, we had to change a few things, but we had to be right. there for our patients. We were calling them constantly. How are you? How are you feeling? We were sending what we had COVID kits to a patients that had COVID in their homes. We were, we were out in the road, getting, dropping things off to make sure they were comfortable, encouraging them to still come in and take care of them. Without a doubt, we've got listeners right now who fit that uh, need that you're describing, and they're looking around, and they might have already crossed over into that sense of being hopeless and thinking, you know, there's nothing out there for me, but there is. And why don't you give us your website for how people can go to the website, learn about Dedicated? Yeah, so it's Dedicated Senior Medical Centers or Dedicated.care, C-A-R-E. Um, and we've got centers all throughout the state of Florida. Um, here in Orlando, we got Jacksonville, Tampa, Lakeland, South Florida, we're known as Chin Medical Centers, um, all the way out through, through the entire country. Um, we're, we're right now, oh gosh, that'd be too, too long of a list, but absolutely dedicated.care, um, dedicated senior medical center on Google. And you're mm-hmm. going gonna to find us. Dedicated.care. I hadn't heard that as an extension. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Dedicated.care. And you, again, you're all over the country, right? That's correct. So, um, Mostly on the southeast, so we're we're pushing west. We have about 115 centers, and uh, our goal and our vision is to be America's leading primary care provider, and we're we're laser focused on accomplishing that. And along with that is all of those unique practices that you're bringing to the table that really sets you apart. Uh, I, we feel like it does. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's our staff and our teams that set us apart. I, I really truly believe that um, the organization does a great job of of lining our our missions and our values. Um, we, we talk about it every single day. Um, and so I think, uh, the culture that comes along with that, we have individuals that really understand the why about mm-hmm. what we do every day. And the why is the patient, right? Wow. And if we're consistently focused on the why and we are, um, the outcomes will be there. Um, we're growing by, by word of mouth. I mean, and you've met today from, from word of mouth, right? That's exactly right. Absolutely. And this is also very exciting. It's also new and there's a real seemingly fresh approach that you guys are uh, you've just struck gold with, and it's really wonderful. So I really thank you, Chris Cook, my guest today, Center Director for Dedicated Senior Medical Center. And again, that website simply is this, dedicated.care, C-A-R-E, dedicated.care. 
dot care. We've got just enough time. What are your Thanksgiving plans? Oh, I'll spend time with the family. Um, we uh, we we eat well in the cook household. I enjoy <laughs> cooking, so I'll be I'll be cooking. We uh, we had a little family gathering yesterday. All, already. all, all no pun intended on yeah, all of that, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And turkey or ham? What uh, is it? So uh, we we don't do turkey. We're a, we're a, a Puerto Rican household, so we like the we like the pork. We we do. Oh, a, I we love make it. Penil. It's a yeah. it's a roasted pork. As, oh, so oh, yeah. maybe some ham. Okay, I'll be over. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're more than welcome. Okay. Plenty to go around. Chris Cook, thank you for being here and friends have a great day i'll see you next time on afternoons with mike